0: we're going to be looking at a documentary based on a best-selling book called The Bible on earth and exploring the field of biblical archaeology. Hi everyone and welcome back to another mini-series of Rabbi Reacts where we're going to be looking at, in this case, a documentary and exploring the field of biblical archaeology. This is really interesting because it turns out that it moves into a thicket of a massive argument that's going on. But there was a very popular documentary series that is called The Bible Unearthed based on a best-selling book called The Bible Unearthed by a Bible scholar and an archeologist. The archeologist is actually a very famous one called Israel Finkelstein. And the Bible scholar is, is um, Neil Asher Silberman. Now we're gonna be looking at what they say. This documentary contains many different arguments and we're gonna launch them pretty quickly. But let me just introduce it by saying they are part of a school known as the Biblical Minimalists. Now the School of Biblical Minimalism begins, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly where, but pretty much around the year 1968. That year in the Copenhagen University, two Bible scholars, the most famous of whom, the more famous of whom is called Niels Peter Lemke, wrote articles pretty much beginning the argument that we should assume most, almost all the Bible is non-historic. That's kind of the argument. Its most prominent presentation, decades later, is in this book and this documentary, at least the most popular in terms of of public uh, perception of it all. And I want to go through and analyse bits of the arguments that are made and talk about other perspectives and what somebody who's more traditionalist in their approach to Torah might argue back. Along the way, I think we're going to discover some very fascinating and very interesting things. Now, we're going to jump into this video about 10 minutes, 50 seconds in. There's been a long introduction where the narrator, David Gassman, uh, sort of has been telling us that that the old traditional way was to assume the Bible's correct, but now we've got this new modern scholarship, and here we are. The approach has still not completely disappeared, but in recent years, Researchers have opened up a new path that has transformed archaeology into an independent scientific discipline. Now, a number of points. Just by the way, the background scene there is a place called Megiddo, which is one of the most important archaeological sites in ancient Israel. And the figure you're watching is a man called is Israel Finkelstein himself, one of the authors of the book and heroes of this movement, because he's not just a Bible scholar who looks at text, he's an actual field archaeologist and a very brilliant one in Tel Aviv University. Now, just the lines that he said over there, the narrator said, ought to a little bit make some alarm bells go off. The implication is... There's an old way of doing things. If you heard the opening sentence was, it hasn't completely gone. This old way of using the Bible to help us do archaeology. But now we've got new science and scientific approaches as if anyone who doesn't follow this is part of the, it hasn't quite disappeared, non-scientific way of doing things, which is, I think, actually grotesquely unfair because there are serious archaeologists, serious scientists, archaeozoologists, archaeobotanists and researchers all over the world who disagree with the view that's going to be presented here as if this is the only science, Scientific way of looking at the Bible, anyone who disagrees part of this old hangover of uh, of religious uh, archaeologists. And by the way, many of those who disagree, the mainstream archaeologists who disagree, are not religious at all. But they just look at the data as rigorous and scientific as these minimalists and have a totally different view. Okay, but let's now carry on the walk through Megiddo with Israel Finkelstein and with the commentary of David Gassman. These specialists consider architectural vestiges, ceramics, and debris of all types as the elements in a huge tableau vivant, a human reality that has to be sampled, understood, and interpreted in scientific terms. So once again, it looks like you know the guys who do real science come up with with all of this. You should know, Israel Finkelstein is very famous because what he did is he redated. Uh, he took the carbon dating samples of a number of really important sites that, that seem to date around the k- time of King Solomon and seem to verify the biblical story of King Solomon building these mega cities like like Megiddo and like uh, Hazar and, and, and so on. And he wants to date them a hundred years later and argue that in fact, they date to a completely different king in the northern Israel called Omri. And in fact, the whole Solomonic world didn't exist. It's a figment of a later author's imagination. For a while... Uh, Many of these scholars used to argue that King David didn't exist, and that was just part of a later author's imagination, and science has sort of shown us how to redate everything and so on. It turns out this is very controversial, and as we're going to look uh, and come up with certain points along the way, we will see the arguments, very strong arguments, very strong scientific and archaeological arguments against this approach and against this view so this is kind of an introductory video in the next few videos what we're going to do is look at very specific arguments specific claims that are made and show the other side that isn't being presented here in this documentary and like i say along the way we get hopefully a nice exciting journey Into the world of biblical minimalism, biblical maximalism. I did show you the book and and, and documentary that's famous for biblical minimalism. If you're interested in a view of biblical maximalism, again, there's a lot written on both sides. This is a great introductory book taking a completely opposite view by a very esteemed uh, Assyriologist and Egyptologist, a man called Kenneth Kitchen, who wrote towards the end of his life on the reliability of the Old Testament, where he presents a totally different view. Again, he doesn't have exactly this, what we might call the Orthodox Jewish approach, but it's a very strong argument written from an archaeological perspective and everybody should know by the way if you're not familiar with this accuses the other side of the biases the fact that the minimalist school started just after israel's six-day war and included some prominent figures who are very anti-zionistic and kind of this argument that ancient israel's history never existed prompts many more traditionalists to say, ah, oh, you see there just anti a lot of anti-Zionists there or anti-traditionalists and vice versa. A lot of the Minimalists will argue, yes, the maximalists are either locked in their religious biases or their traditional bias or nationalist biases. So everybody's accusing people of bias here. But we're hopefully gonna at least be able to look at some archeological arguments and learn quite a lot, hopefully, about the time the Torah is written. There's just not archaeological evidence. The only problem with this hypothesis is we're using our contemporary word to describe the ancient scenario. Hi everyone, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed what you saw, please click on the like, and subscribe and hit the notification button below. Thanks so much.